<clears throat> mic check, mic check. I'm just sitting here playing on the Masters podcast. Me host Lane, of course. Got a dope episode this Monday. Sorry, I missed you last Monday. I'm human. I need a break, too. Gonna start this week up with some Wyclef. Don't ask me why. One of Master's podcasts and your host, main, of course. Morning Masters Podcast and your host, Maine, of course, man. We got a dope, dope episode today. Uh, this episode is actually kind of funny because uh, I was reached, I got reached out by the guy, you know. Um, shout out to Roderick, or we're going to call him Rod in the podcast. Um, he said he wanted to talk about real estate, and he seemed young, but, you know, I thought that was dope that somebody of his age wanted to talk about real estate. So um, I don't know him. I didn't do no real research. Um I just kind of had some time And I said Yo, Let's do it Let's get up And we got up And in the midst of the podcast I had to actually Figure them out Fill them out You know So I'm learning As y'all hear it I'm learning him As he's talking In real time um, It's not like Any normal podcast I do where I um, Where I um, I turned off for a second Where I, I I already know the person Or I did the research Already on that person So this episode Was a little bit different um, As where I, I am learning As the listeners are learning So if it does sound that way, that's why. If it's bad, I apologize if it's good. You know, I'll try to do it again at some point. But, uh, yeah, so the dope part about this was the real estate part, don't get me wrong, it was really informative. It was dope to hear somebody of his age and, um, and all the things he'd been through talk about real estate and how important it is. But I, I will say that in listening to this, I'm going to warn you now, I think I spent a lot of time um, really just uh, asking him questions, trying to see who he was. And I think that to me, that was probably the double part of the podcast. Like his story, I can't talk about it now because y'all want to hear it. But his story is kind of like really, really enticing to me. Um, and I didn't notice coming in, you know. And um, this dope kid, um, seemed real smart, had good head in the shoulders. Um, been through a lot, obviously. If you follow Morning Masters Facebook page, you see it on the um, I posted a video today. It's actually doing really well. Got like almost a thousand views or something like that now. So I just posted a few hours ago. So he's really popular. People really like the video. I'm not sure which one, but I definitely take the credit. Um, I think it's, it's, it's dope. Uh, and I was ready for you out of here. And any feedback is dope. Any feedback is necessary. If you feel like I didn't ask enough questions as far as real estate goes and you want to have them back on, we definitely can do that. I think it'd be better to do that now because of the fact that I already know who he is and I already got that part down pack. One thing I, I hate to do is have guests on here and not get have the listeners get a feel of who that person is. I don't want somebody on here just talking and throwing numbers and throwing information around and you're like, okay, what well, qualifies you to tell me this information? I want to kind of get a background of why he did this, why he did that, his life. And I think that um the first twenty five minutes is like really going is really just going like catch people's attention. And then I think with his information and how he putting stuff together as far as his mindset and wanting to buy the block Wanting to buy the block back and, uh, you know, all, all the ideologies he has, I think it's just going to be dope. So um, without further ado, man, you know, we're going to finish it out, finish the intro out. Dope. And we're going to get to the podcast, man. More Masters Podcast. Baby. 
from a thug to a man Build my castle with bricks And no longer with sand Oh girl And just before I run to the block Baby, I might listen to your song Move, before you walk out that door Listen They said two wrongs don't make it right So if I'm wrong, I ain't trying to fight I'm trying to have some dinner with some candlelight Lay up in the bed and make love all night So puppy, I won't leave, baby, I'll just stay But promise me that you'll do the same Girl, I'ma love you like I never loved you Touch me like you never touched Yo, me I'm so in love, girl, I'm gonna show you I can't see the sunshine no more All right, let's get into the podcast. All right, mic check, mic check. Morning Masters podcast, and your host, main of course. I got a guest with me today, Rod. Um, first, I want to say, uh, Rod, uh, shout out to you for one. Message me, hit me up. Uh, was very direct. Um, I think the wording you used was perfect. I didn't know who you was, you know what I'm saying? And we uh, just spoke a little while, so that's how I got to know you. At first, I thought, um, I didn't know, I don't know what podcast you've seen. When you hit me up and you was like, yo, I like the podcast, you know, da da da. I'm trying to get on real estate. And you told me your age, that kind of threw me off too. Because I'm like, he's young, real estate. But for me, I like to learn. So my main reason for even like, hitting, hitting him back is just like, I see what I can learn from him because clearly you're doing the right thing out here. So, um, real quick, uh, tell me about, about yourself. Um, you know, what was Rod like? Yeah, man. What's up, man? How you doing? I appreciate it. I grew up in the bottom. Um, I was born and raised down there for the most part. Uh, 12 years old, I moved to North Augusta with a new family. Um, they took me in and raised me up from uh, from eighth grade all the way to high school and still to this day. Mm, that was um, up. You know, typical person in the hood. So before I, before I, I don't want jump to jump, jump too far, before I get into the uh, the... North Augusta part. So, where, where originally are you from down here, like in Augusta? Where, where are you from down East here? East Boundary. Yeah, I grew up in Underwood, East Boundary, uh, that amount. And what was that like growing up there? Um, in Underwood, East Boundary, the bottom. You know, man, honestly, as a kid, it's regular because you don't know no better. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, you don't know what your circumstances is. At that time, until you get a little older, and then you can look back and be like, dang, you know, like, I really had it bad. But at the time, it don't feel like that. Yeah, I, I, I did a podcast a while back with my cousin, and we was talking. He grew up in the projects in New York. And I remember in the beginning, like, he was happy. He was like, yeah, my grandma used to make me, um, what he says, uh, not syrup. Yeah, I think he said syrup. My grandma used to make me syrup sandwiches. And I'm like, you know, that's not that's not normal, bro. Like that's not that's but he was hype hype about it because yeah. to him that's a good memory. Yeah. But to the average person, it's like, 
nah, that's, that's not normal, fam. Like, you know what I'm saying? But you don't yeah, know when you're so, a kid. Yeah, you don't know no better. So what's some of the things, like, when you was a kid that, that maybe seemed like a good memory to you, but you know now that you're older, that like, that wasn't normal? Like, seeing certain things wasn't normal? Uh, I'd say probably, probably, um, drugs, um, being around people that was in probably gangs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guns, you know, typical stuff that that you see growing up. And then, um, like, I think, I think I learned early on that stuff was bad, so I kind of tried to stay away from it. Right. Like, just watching people around me. Uh, either go to jail or get killed doing certain stuff. You know what I mean? So would you say like even early on, like you kind of you kind of had a sense for bad energy or what was negative energy? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, basically. Because usually, you know, being younger, you kind of embrace it. Because we look at you know when we're young and best living in the neighborhoods we live in, certain things that are anything that's glorified is cool. So gang, cool, yeah, guns, sure. cool, drugs, cool. Um, Disrespecting the police, cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like we. It's, that's like an embrace of culture for where we from. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I once I um got to North Augusta, it was an environment change. Like yeah. I, I ain't have to do certain stuff no more. Like I ain't, I ain't have to be bad. I ain't have to be uh going without food. Um. I didn't need uh money all the time. Like I had everything I needed. Good people around me. Good energy. Um, I was focused. I I could be a kid, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know what? Now I'm glad I'm talking to you. And I guess too, like I guess in the midst of it, I I really understand. This is something I'm new. I'm doing. Normally, when I have people on. I don't research them for like weeks, months, weeks, or whatever. Yeah. You probably I think you're the first person I ever had on ever that I just like I had no research. So I'm kind of filling it out through here. You know what I'm saying? And this mm-hmm. I like that because uh, sure. I want that that raw feeling from it. Cause I didn't, I wasn't going to do a podcast for two weeks. I told myself I was going to wait two weeks and then just come back. But like I said, I want to learn, and, I, and I, we're gonna get to that in a second. Um, but yeah, so for for me, and I'm thinking about it too, because I think we got similar upbringing, just coming from you know uh, negative, hate neighborhoods, bad environments, uh, poor areas, pretty much. Um, but you mentioned being a kid again, or being able to be a kid, and I don't, I think that we don't take that for we take that for granted uh, coming away from where we come from because I think being a kid. It's something that's necessary when it comes to the black community. I know for me, I think I think my my dad left when I was like six or seven, so it was no time to be a kid. You could be a kid, but you had to grow up quick. Real so quick. it's one thing to be, but growing up quick is it's something. It's, it's real detrimental because now when you're fourteen, you got like you nineteen. When you're ten, you got like you fifteen. Yeah. So you always your body is not even ready for what you. What, so you're always taking on extra projects. You know what I'm saying? Something that's bigger than you. And you felt you had to do that because you can't you can't enjoy your life like regular kids could. I always was mad when people had like older brothers because I felt like they had a, the older brother probably go take you know take the manning up part, but the kid the kid brother got get to be a kid mm-hmm. um, in the neighborhood. He get to do stuff and go tell his big brother. I was the big brother. I was the oldest. I was the man. You know, I had to do everything. I had to hit head on. So um, I feel like. I, I, I agree with you. I would have loved to like had a time in my life. Maybe my mother had a boyfriend or something like that, or a husband, mm-hmm. where I could have like uh, been a been a, been been a original average kid. Yeah. She tried her best, but it's like once you know you the man in the man in the house, that's it. Yeah, right, right. right. She like um, growing up. I, I grew up down there when I turned eight. Uh, right before I turned eight years old, my dad died. So um, that was like a a big thing. For me, growing up, he died, and um, shortly after that, 
uh, my mom turned into an alcoholic, honestly, mm. you know, and she she didn't take it the right way, and that led to a lot of other stuff that happened um, on later on in the years of yeah. my life. You know what I mean? So, um, well, um, not to cut you off, but um, like I want to, I want the people to, you know, be be saying I didn't ask the right questions, but as far as like your dad, like um, how how did that happen, and what and what how did that affect you, like his death? Uh, he died from a stroke, man. Uh, he was about forty. He was close to forty. Um, yeah, he died from a stroke. It was like all all of a sudden. Uh. I think he had like a blood clot in his brain. Mm. And Did he know that? Huh? He knew he knew that? He already knew he had a blood clot? Nah, he didn't know. Wow. Uh, and um, yeah, so he was in a coma for uh, a few days and they finally, you know, just let him go ahead. Well, let I me mean, ask you this. Uh, do you think maybe your mom, you know, becoming an alcoholic, do you think the death of your dad had anything to do with that? Yeah. I, I think they passed stuff they went through together. Mm-hmm. That. And um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. His definitely had. Before she passed, was he like that as well? Like, was she like that as well? Nah, I don't, I don't, not as I, as far as I can remember. Nah, she was, she was regular, you know what I mean? She was good. It was, so it's safe to say that maybe it's possible, like, when he died, some, a part of her died as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I agree. And, um, she never, I just feel like she never, um, Try to get help for she dealt with it the wrong way. Yeah, and yeah. um, yeah, so it did. It played a big role as far as her being a, a mother that she should be. What um, what role do you think I played in your life as far as you like with it being a kid? Looking back now, man. Uh, just to be honest, just looking back now, it's like I'm I'm thankful for uh, going through certain situations in my life. Yeah, because maybe I wouldn't be the person I am today. Or maybe you know my life would have went another way, so you gotta you gotta um, embrace the the good and the bad. Um, that's you bring up a good point. I didn't know we were, I didn't expect to get too deep so early, but like I said, I'm filling it out, so I'm kind of no, just man. going. No, 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 you good, perfect. Because just keeping it raw. Some man. people don't they don't they don't speak about certain things. You know what I'm saying? And for me, um, I agree with you because I was thinking the other day, and I I was thinking about asking somebody like, yo. Like if you could change this, would you change that? Or what? But I believe in a butterfly effect. I believe in like, cause I don't believe in a lot of stuff, but I believe in a butterfly effect, and I feel like changing one thing could change a lot of things in one life. So I could say, yo, I wish I would have just did this that day, and none of that would have happened that day. But I also mm-hmm. feel like if that didn't happen that day, stuff after that day wouldn't happen for me, or yeah. something. Before, you know what I'm saying? Something would have changed, and maybe that was supposed to happen because a few days before that, this happened for me. Right, so you right, know what I'm right. saying? Like, I feel like everything is in place for a reason. So I feel like changing one thing change everything. Every it, it got to. It's gonna change everything. So yeah, so I I agree with you on, on that. Like I think that that did make you you know a better person. Um, so just to get the the, the full background also, because uh, obviously people listening, we gonna get to some positive stuff in a minute. I, I promise you. But um, <laughs> like so that happens. How old are you when he, when he passed? You said five, six? No, nah, I was, I was, it was, he died days before my eighth birthday. Oh, wow. So it was in May. I think he died on, uh, I think it was Cinco de Mayo. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And then you had a birthday coming up. Yeah, on May 24th. Yeah, I turned eight years old. All right. And so, um, you have any siblings? Yeah. Uh, I got a sister. She's a year younger than me. And I got a little brother. He's uh he just turned twenty one on March. So you you the oldest? Yeah, I'm the oldest. Yeah. So how did it, how did this affect your your siblings? 
Oh. Uh, uh, see, my, my youngest brother, um, he don't have the same dad as me and my sister. So, um, with my sister, I think she dealt, the way she dealt with it, it was, it, it was hard for, and not having that male role model there, you know, it took a toll on her. And, um, you know, it's like my, my mom didn't help her get through it. We have, we have male role models, um, as far as uncles and stuff, but it's not the same though. It it ain't the same, man. And so my sister, she kind of got lost in the midst and, um, but we dealing with it, you know. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can, I can attest to that. I, I always feel like that sometimes. I think about whether, um, when I think about whether I'm gonna be here tomorrow or you know how long. I think about my daughter a lot because, um, you know, obviously with me in their life, their life is different right now. You know, what I'm saying they have a male figure. I'm the first person, the male they love, and I'm around them, showing them what love is like and all that stuff. And not saying that my brother couldn't do it or you know my 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 the godfather couldn't do it. It's just not gonna be me there. And no matter how many, I mean, how many good influence you got in your life, you get jealous sometimes. You see somebody having a good uh, a daddy daughter relationship. Yeah. You start learning, yearning for that. And you can have some of the best role models in your life be males. It could be your uncle. He could be a better role model than your dad. But you want the person that got your DNA. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? For sure. So um. Yeah, I do think that that can, especially with women, it, it affects them a lot. Yeah, it hurts. You can have your, you can have the best stepdaddy in the world. I promise you. And it's like, you still yearn for that your real daddy. And he yeah. could be, you could be not not right for you. You could you could know that he could be a drug addict, whatever the case may be, and you still want him, not the stepdaddy. You know what I'm saying? Not mm-hmm. not saying you don't want the stepdaddy, but it's diff- it's just different. Yeah, man. you want it's your just, dad in yeah. your life. So, um, all right, so. When you when you moved when you when you when you when the family takes you in they take all y'all in or just you just me and it it wasn't just like it wasn't a situation like um they went to the state or something like that it was uh, I try I was going to Tubman and I tried out for this team when I was in sixth sixth seventh grade I tried out for this team and um I was probably man I was probably the only person there without a parent you know what I'm saying mm. so I'm just there. Off of, I heard that it was a tryout, so I just came, you know what I mean, shot my shot. And um, they wanted me to come back next week. And it's just so happened that um, the practices started me in North Augusta. And they knew I didn't have no ride. Um, my coach's mother, uh, she she would come pick me up. She worked at Payne College. She would come pick me up from Tubman, you know, take me to practice. Every day I had practice. Um, she she pulled up. She couldn't find me. She found my friends. You know what I'm saying? Make sure I went to practice every day. So pretty much, uh, you you went to try for a team in North Augusta. You made the team, yeah. I'm assuming, and then they realized, or it was it was seen that you didn't have like a ride, no parent be at the game, yeah, none of that stuff. Yeah. So from there, um, a, a family decided to. Make you their business exactly. Yep, yep. That's that's exactly what happened, and so they they made sure I got to practice. They fed me, um, they did everything, man. And um, going into that summer, uh, uh, my who was it? Uh, my uncle Tyrone, which is my coach's brother. So my uncle Tyrone, he was taking me home, and my uh, my aunt called me. 
my real aunt, she called and she was like, they want to know if you want to go to North Augusta and stay with them for the summer. Yeah. And um, they had already talked to my mama, so it was pro- pretty much up to me. And I was like, yeah. And um, so that was the situation. I went for the summer, played ball, stayed over there all summer long. And by the end of summer, it was like, like it it was, it was normal that I was there. It yeah, was like I, I fed in. It's almost like you just kind of like it was like a trial period. It wasn't a summer thing. We're just kind of like you doing it, and now it's probably gonna end up being what it is. Nah, it, it really was like I really was supposed to go back home, but it was like, like dang, like you didn't want to. We don't want you to go. Ah, okay. I don't want to go. That type of situation. So that turned into one phone call. Like, can he just stay? And my mom said, yeah. So I was able to stay. Uh, I We got the paperwork done. So I started school in North Augusta in eighth grade and um, all high school. That's, did you play basketball high school too? Yeah, yeah. I played. I went to North Augusta. Oh, for yeah, real? Okay, yeah, okay. I, I was a point guard, man. I started point guard for since, uh, well, I, I played varsity since 10th grade. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, I find it because you look familiar. And I, I know basketball, so I, I was I'm trying to piece piece it together. Did you yeah. play with that dude? His name TJ. Yep, TJ Jesse. Okay, okay, um, cool, cool. All them boys. Yeah. yeah, I know. I knew a little something, something. Okay, that's dope. That I, did, did anybody know for us to know this story about you, like the the school or anybody? Like uh, they 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 knew further um further along. Uh, once we got a little bit older, they knew. Oh, okay. I didn't really have to talk about it. They just know like. Oh, we ain't never really seen you around here, but they accepted me. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, nah, that's good. just a, it's just a dope story because you see it on like blind side where or, you know like a you know a family takes somebody in and they just like treat you right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Treat you good. And, yeah, they uh, treat me good, man. Love me, love me. Does best it, best love in the world. Like, do you do you still look at them as family? Like that's like a family. Man, I just left from them. Okay. That's what I, I mean. Oh, I, you, okay, yeah, you, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, that's that's nah, that's dope. That's dope. That's man. Family. You know what I mean? They they love me. Just like I came out the womb with. What was that day like for you? Like the day, like where, you know, they said, "Hey, man, um, it's up to you what you want to say." Like, what was that day like when you found out you had a decision whether you wanted to you get to stay or not? Uh, man, it was just. I don't know, man. I I can't even remember that far back, but like you, just, did, just you try, try to play it cool, or you was like, yes, early. No, like, no, nah, we was turned up because we it was already <laughs> a, a com- conversation about it. Like, they ain't really want me to go. And I knew deep down, like, dang, I got to go back home to a whole nother situation. You yeah. know what I mean? It's going back to something else, not the same, not better. So it was like, we had already kind of touched on it. And then it was like, it just, I guess they figured everything out. It was just a phone call. Would you say that was like one of the best uh, decisions yeah. in, in your life? Yeah, yeah. The, the, only, the, only, um, the only thing that was always on my mind was leaving my brother and sister. Hmm. So that 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 was hard, man. It, it was that that was that was just everything. Like I didn't want to leave them because I knew what if I left, I knew what they had to go through. Yeah, yeah. But I just knew I just stayed focused though, man. Because I know that if I be better, if I be a better me, then I can be better for them. So, like. And I, I and like I even uh, I I can feel it and I can see it like in you like I know that's emotional to talk about because anytime you, you you know it's a bad situation and you get to leave and you go to a good situation you always feel like like I have for me in my life I have what most people call like uh I want 
I guess you could say survivor's remorse or some survivor's guilt when you've been in situations where you know it's bad and it didn't work out. For, it didn't work out for other people, but it worked out for you. Mm-hmm. So you always feel bad, like, dang man, that should have been me or I should have did this. But at the same time, like you look at yourself now, like we talk about them decisions, right? Right, correct. Look at yourself now and it's like, all right, well, yeah, for that little bit of time I had to leave them. But I, I always made sure they were straight, you know, and, and, and cared about exactly. them. But I had to make sure for I had to get stuff to, together. Because you could possibly have came back there and it, not, and, and it not been the best situation for you. Yeah. You'd be in, you know, it's easy to get Bethany going, you're eighth grade now. So you got to be 13, 14, one of them. That's why peer pressure at his, at, his, at his peak. And you you could easily become a product of your environment mm-hmm. and think it's cool as opposed to having a family that's showing you right from wrong. You know what I'm saying? Not saying you're not going to do nothing bad because, you know, kids going to be kids. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, just making sure you got a head on your shoulders. You know what I'm saying? And I think the environment is just better for you. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely could feel the pain of thinking, like, I'm leaving them. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. go, you know, to, to go be with them. Yeah, that was, that was the main thing on my mind. Like, I, I didn't want to leave them. But I, I knew that I had to. Because that was like our only chance, and and still to this day, like I do everything I can to be there for them and support them. And um, uh, they both got kids now, so I got three nephews. My sister, okay. my sister got two boys, and my brother got a boy. So you know, um, I try to be everything I can for them. No, I think I, I think that's just dope. I think that's some. I don't know if you if you promote it a lot or you kind of. I don't know if you sheltered off or whatever, but. I would definitely like talk more about that if, if that family doing that for you. Cause I think that's that's just dope to me. Like I I didn't know that coming in here, and that's why I said I was filling out. Like even when we spoke the ten minutes we spoke before the podcast, I didn't I didn't know. I heard you say something about it, but and my, and you're the family behind with you, right? So when you hear something like that, you think adoption, which I asked you, you said no. You think adoption, or you think uh, I know when I was coming up, people that was bad had to go to different families because mm-hmm. um, certain families get. Get money when they take people in from YDC and stuff yeah, like that. So no, I, I didn't know what it was. You no, just you just got lucky. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. a family just seen. Blessed, a, a, man, yeah, just pretty blessed. much. Because um, it, it wasn't no money situation. They didn't get a dime, a penny for you know me being there. Nothing. It was just all off love and didn't want to see me do better in life. Man, that's dope. Yeah. Um, all right, so. After after Nova what do you do? So you go to Augusta, you go to college, or you just. Start working. I went. I went to college for. I went to Aiken Tech the month after graduation. So it's like June. So I started going to Aiken Tech for um, radiation protection. And um, it was supposed to be like a trade thing at Aiken Tech. So I was gonna do that. Okay. And um, so now I'm 18. Um, nobody's obligated to take care of me no more. So um, now I'm, I'm trying to find my way being a man. Yeah. So, with that being said, uh, I had I was I was working a part time job. I was going to school, so now I got to have a roof over my head. So, keeping that roof over my head, I had to pick school or work. So at that time, I had to work. Right. So that's just what it was, and so I I started going to school. So when you um when you graduated, did you start living with the family? You just start, you just moved yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah I moved out. Yeah. Okay. Um. Was it was that your, your choice? You wanted to move like I, I would. I mean, oh, was it just because you wasn't in school anymore? You felt like let me just go do my own thing. They got their own thing they doing. Yeah, yeah. Just I love. just felt like like they did enough. You know what okay. I mean? I, I know that's always home. If I hit rock bottom right now, I can go. They just a phone call away. Like, yeah, that's 
that's my blood. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So it was just it was just me being me because okay, I just to go back. Even when I was 12, 11, 11 years, 10, 11 years old, I cut grass the whole summer, you know, just to provide for me to have back to school clothes, stuff like that, going into the seventh grade, stealing out of the store, you know, selling a little candy, you know, doing stuff like that. So it was always in me to be independent. Yeah. Um, do stuff like that. So and, I would assume it's probably hard for you anyway to keep accepting that that help they were trying to give you anyway. Yeah, they like, done enough. Yeah, you know what I mean, you yeah, feel like that point you like you feel like you just you just giving you just taking and taking and taking. Yeah, no, well, no, I'm saying hey, that's how you would feel. Yeah, you don't, yeah, don't want to yeah. feel that, but you want to you you, yeah. you want to do your own. And that's a good point you brought up because we, we talked about that earlier too, earlier in the podcast just about um, you know not being able to be a kid, and it's hard to be a kid when you realize at eleven, nine, ten, I got to do this in order to get school clothes. Like gotcha. I don't think I really realized. That I would have to do stuff to get school clothes. I think the first time I did that, I was like maybe 16. So, because my mom always, you know, she did everything she can. So, I, I didn't have to worry about this not happening. If anything, I maybe took like a cut and like, okay, I know I'm going to get $150 for school clothes now. But somebody like you, you probably think like $150, like that's a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, that wasn't a lot. I'm looking at kids that that's, that's, that's around my peers and they come in with four or five pairs of sneakers and I'm just, I just got one. And, you know, yeah. I was always grateful though. So now I'm even more grateful knowing that I could have been like like you maybe just having to cut grass for it or you know doing something else for it going out of the store and just risking you know your freedom and all that stuff for everything. So um, I guess I can see where 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 the whole you know not being a kid part you know comes into play because at that point you got to make an adult decision. Yeah, at always. a kid age. Yeah, guys too, and and like that was one of the things. So like I'm, I'm cutting grass and doing all this other stuff. And then it turned into, like, I'm giving my mom money, and she's basically supposed to be holding it for me so I can, you know, do my little school shopping and stuff like that. And now she's spending my money, paying bills and getting drunk, you know what I'm saying, whatever the situation was. Exactly. So, yeah, so I lost out on a lot, but, I mean, I, I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't go through all that, like I said. So I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm okay now. Like, I'm cool with it. Well, I feel like, like I said, I feel like about twenty five minutes. I feel like we kind of got a good background of of you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I, I just want to touch on the stuff we were going to touch on without yeah. getting some kind of background. I feel like we got extensive background. Normally, it take you know, five to seven minutes, but I wanted to get a extensive background because um, of some of the stuff you said. I want to leave. No, I don't want to leave room for no gaps. I want anybody to. And probably a question or two people going to hit me like, hey, you asking this? Can you asking this? But, you know, it's what it is. Um, so what got you into real estate? Because you said you want to talk real estate. And when you hit me up, I mean, they, what threw me up was I was at the age. When, you, when somebody used to talk about real estate, they older, you know what I'm saying, most of the time. Or they just they just seem older. But, like, you still seem, like, youthful. And you still, but you, have, you seem like they have a lot of knowledge on real estate. So what got you into that? Like, what got you even in, interested, interested in that? All right, so uh, real estate. Um, so I, I work a nine to five, and s- stuff started to happen in my nine to five that I just didn't understand. So it was just like, 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 dang. So I, I gotta go through this for the rest of my life, and it, it just started to hit. It was like, nah, it's something I could do different. So then I, I thought about going back to school, and I started going back to school, and then I was like, dang, I'm. St- I'm going back to school. I'm I'm just going back to school just to work for somebody again. 
So it's starting out to make sense. So then I'm starting to, I want to learn more about my 401k stuff. And um, I, I reached out to my cousin, Kurt. Uh, but no, I think he had hit me up in the midst of me. Like, it's almost like in the same date. I'm trying to figure something out. And he hit me up and he was telling me that he had this guy coming to North Augusta. And he he wanted to uh, teach us about money and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, how money works. And um, so I went to that with my fiance now. Uh, she was my girlfriend then. So, yeah, we went and um, we sat in there and we started learning. And that just, like a light bulb went off. And it was just like, um, it was just like, um, thing, I can't even explain it. It was just. It sparked a fuse. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, my thinking process wasn't the same no more. So um, after learning how that money works and talking about all that stuff and me, uh, I started listening to some podcasts, some other podcasts about money and real estate. And it was like, dang, like I, I can do this because I always had it in me to pretty much do whatever I put my mind to. So I was like, I can do this. And um, I started listening to uh, ways other people was um, having theirs going on. And I was just like thinking how I can apply, I, I can uh, apply it to my life. And we just went from there. So like what, what like, far as learning about uh real estate what advice would you give somebody like before we get into the actual stuff you're gonna talk about what advice would you give somebody that wants to get more information on real estate like what what's some of the good ways to get information on real estate and, uh, and investing I, in it i would say you gotta read it's a lot of education and it's not like somebody gonna come and give you a book it's self-education stuff you can do on your own throughout the day and um, that's what that's what we had to do. We just research, learn, learn the the terms because it's a whole new world. Yeah. So yeah. you gotta learn the terms. You gotta learn. Uh, you ain't gonna you're not gonna learn all of them, but you get the basic stuff down. Start getting some understanding. Um, first thing you want to do is learning how to save with your money. Um, understand what your credit score is. Uh, what would you say the most important thing you learned about money when y'all when y'all spoke with that man? Uh, money. Uh, I I would say that. Um. Dang, the most important thing we probably learned was. Um, well, I guess or something that you just didn't know, but you, it kind of stuck with you that day to make well, you. Well, I go. I didn't know that you know seventy percent of the money we put in our bank account, you know. The banks is using our money, seventy mm. percent of it. That you know, it's fine. I, I didn't know that either. But that sound that sounds true because yeah. they know they got it, so they could just use it if they wanted to. Yeah. So that's why they charge you not to have money in the bank. And that make that actually make a lot of sense now you said that because you know <laughs> even Bank of America, all the big banks, they'll charge you if you don't have this amount in your bank at that time. But one thing people don't know also is. Let's say they do it on the 12th every month. You know, on that, on that 12th, if you put that money in your account, you'd be good. So it's times where, like, say if I get paid, I won't get a charge. But it say it's a, it's a time where I, I'm not getting paid in that, in that period, like a week, I'm not, I'll see, the, I'll see them take it out. Right. So on that, you, you got to find that day. So yeah. I, I don't know too much about the banks, though, all about real estate. But um, so what would you say about real estate in Augusta? Would you say it's, 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 it's a good opportunity for real estate out here? Yeah, it's a great opportunity. You just got to get with it. Um. 
can't be scared. You gotta learn it. Uh, it's a, it's a lot of areas now that uh, is they getting gentrified. You know the hospital areas. Yeah, yeah. Um, they coming through. You know, you go back five years, none of that stuff looked like that. You know, five ten years ago, none of that looked like that. Um, it was projects out there, Gibber Manor, um, from the railroad track on back. Yeah. Those wasn't new houses. There wasn't no apartments being built out there for schools and stuff like that. So um, all that stuff got gentrified. So for like for me, one for me for for me one of the reasons why I never I never really looked in. I guess you could say one of the reasons why I never looked in real estate only because. I'll be on World Star or I'll be on YouTube and you'll see like how to flip houses, how to do this. And I don't know, maybe it's just me not wanting to be gullible, but sometimes that stuff be scheme it's seeming like scams to get money from people. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes like you have somebody, let's say I'm interested for that day, want to do it, right? And I I'll go to the seminar, it might be free too. But then I know they're trying to get money out of you, money out of you at some point. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they do that maybe because they feel like you won't you won't, you won't follow through with whatever's going on, so that's how they get that money at that right. initial point. They selling dreams. Yeah, that's all it is. So, so you wouldn't you wouldn't suggest that? What you suggest? Nah, you suggest doing your own self knowledge. I think that's BS. I'm gonna tell you why. It's a prime example. So you know, I'm 25. Um, right now we got well, we got uh, me and my fiance. We got four houses and a duplex. So that's what we're working with. In right real now. estate. Yeah, right now. And what's the name of the company? Dream Estates. Dream Estates. Yeah, for sure. And um, so I was telling this guy at work, like, he he haven't even went through, bought his first house, like, for his family. And I'm trying to explain to him, you know, I'm like, bro, um, if, if you come to me, because nowadays, like, I done, I done went through the risk. I done put my own money up and... And I learned and I made connections and I went through all of that. So now I feel right, like right. I shouldn't have to, if it's about real estate, I'm not going to just sit down with you. If you don't have nothing to offer me, you know what I'm saying? I'm not just going to sit down for hours with you and try to walk you through something and um for free. You so know what I'm saying? So I'm like, at this point, people got to invest in your time too. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's only right though because I invest in other people's time to get where right, I'm at. Right, 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 right. Whether it be... um dollars or it might be taking them to lunch you know it's it's a certain kind of mm, okay you, you gotta approach it a different so way so you take them to lunch you pay for it and it's like you're not giving them money but yeah okay but that meal gotcha, gotcha, you, gotcha. you know what i mean so and then another way it might be um you know black people don't want to support black people that way but it's a I scratch your back, you scratch my back. So if I know real estate and you got this other business going on and we having this conversation, we teaching each other something. Yeah. It's not one sided. It's not it's not like I'm using you or you using me. So uh that that's one thing. So I was telling him like, bro, like like don't go to the seminar. Like you finna waste your money. <laughs> I I can tell you on a personal level, I can break down what you got going on. I can look at your finances. What you got saving, uh, in your savings or whatever you want to do, I can I can put you in position to do what you want to do. What was the seminar? The seminar you told me not to go to was it a, a white person or a black person? White. That's the reason why he didn't want he, he didn't want to do it. He, yeah. he, he, like for some reason we have this thing like you, you could tell me the right answer, right? But I won't believe you until that that white person tell me. Yeah. Or somebody I feel like is is of a, of a better stature tell me, and I, I hate that like. 
I'm not saying that I'm I listen to every black person, but I feel like somebody tell me something, I take it for what it is and then go from there. Yeah. Like, I can't like I can't bash you and say, nah, nah, that's not right. And then go and go pay. But I could just like if you're gonna pay, you might as well pay you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know you, you know, you're not I'm gonna telling do wrong. you on a personal level, not just it's three hundred fifty thousand people out here, you know, he's selling everybody the yeah, same. Everybody dream. everybody in that seminar gonna be there. Everybody. And you you, about, you could pay me or even if you didn't, you could take me out to lunch and you can get that one on one time where it's my unfold undivided mm-hmm. attention as opposed you tell to me what, you can tell me what you make, what you can save, what you can do, um, how, what kind of house you want, and I can tell you whether it be a great investment for you. Like I'm at that point now, um, I, I really can, and just by telling him that, so he decides he want to go to the seminar anyway, right? So he go to the <laughs> seminar and come back. He like, man, he's like, you was right. He was like, man, them, them people just they they got my money. They're trying to get me to come back to, for a second session, and you know, selling me this dream. And uh, he was like, you was right, man. And that's how I mean, that's how I go. That's that's, that's the game, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and uh, let's let's I, I want to talk about that. We'll get into the real estate tech, but I want to talk about that too. Like, even black people. So I, I look I look down your you know your, your timeline. I know you notice like you, you bigger uh, black people, but there's Got a high position and place they shouldn't have it. Um, they just in a, in, a, in a CEO position. Anytime somebody doing black, it's an accomplishment. You know what I'm saying? And I want to know your thoughts on that. Like people, black people owning things and also shopping black. And I want to ask that because I seen a post the other day. I think you know some people they take things for jokes, so they'll say like, you know, I ain't shopping nobody black. I don't like the prices or this that and third. So what what you think? What's some what's some pros to shop? I mean, I know it's cons. It's con shopping anywhere. So I'm yeah. not going to just say it's con shopping. Black con shopping at Walmart. They only have two registers open. And they got thirty though. So it's cons everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What's some pros you think to shopping black? Pros is um, we keep our money in our community longer. You know, we get our paycheck. We go to the mall. Most of every time we're gonna buy is white. Mm-hmm. It's n- no money stays in our community. You know, we go to the gas station. We pump gas. Indians, most of the money go back to their community, but Indians gonna spend their money with the Indians. Mm. White people spend their money with the white people, so and black people is is, is not the same. So you feel like because I'm I'm asking this. So do you feel like since Indians got gas stations, you know, white people got their own kind of institution? Whether you talk about Target, Walmart, what do black people have? And do you think they should shop black just to say so you you're saying they should shop black just to keep the money in the community? Yeah. Yeah, we see as a culture, we gotta go up, above and beyond the, you know, the barbershops. The, I mean, all that stuff is great. Don't get me wrong. We, but we gotta go outside the box. Mm. You know, that's, um, we need to buy. We need to come in together by gas stations. We need to put our money together and put uh, put restaurants in our communities. You know, and support them. Yeah, support them. You guys too, man. And. That that's the only way we're gonna prosper as a culture. Well, I mean, I, I, so I'm gonna give you some 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 throw some stuff at you. So right. you get a restaurant, black community, and the first they come in, they're like, ah, oh, uh, the 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 price is too high. So how does some, how, how does a black restaurant change that? You can't beat them. You can't. Um, yeah, and 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 that's that's what's holding us back as as a culture. We expecting so much out of you know our our neighbor, 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And not giving him a chance to build and, and become what he's supposed to become. I'll bet you want to come in and, and you expect these great prices, but you know what I mean? You you gotta he gotta make his money first though. Exactly. You no, know, it, it's an investment. Or I, I see them complain about black businesses or you know, people go in and rant on Facebook or this is why I don't support black business down third. And it's like and that's cool, that's what you wanna do. It's not cool, but that's what you wanna do, that's what you do. But like you got somebody that go to McDonald's all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll mess your order up every time, but you still go to McDonald's. You don't go. You don't stop going because the manager's black. It's McDonald's. You not you don't see black, you just see McDonald's. Yeah. But for black businesses, we just see black people. And I feel like you kinda get the short end of the stick. And I don't think we understand the system um enough to do that. Yeah. I said and I asked you about the the scandal that's going on. And I'll touch on my other podcast I'm doing tomorrow. So I'll, I'll link you to that so you can get more information. But what's happening is, it's some rich actors that's getting caught up in this scandal. Rich people just in general well off. Where they were paying for their kids to have high SAT scores, ACT scores, and also to get admission to like Harvard and these big Ivy League schools. If you understand what's, what, what, what that really means, you would really support black businesses and just support black in general because... Like I always say, we have to. It's the same. We have to work twice as hard to get half as what they, half as much as what they get. Mm-hmm. If the kids didn't notice now, the parents were just doing it. So if as a kid, if imagine you going to take the ACT, you get a thirty on the SAT, so you get a big score on it, cool, or fifteen hundred on your SAT, and you get a big score on it. Then you get in that school you probably thought you wouldn't get accepted to. You, you getting there, cool. And you know, your mindset is thinking like, it's giving you this confidence that yo, I'm, I'm, I can really do this. Mm-hmm. All the while, your parents are paying these people to do this for you. We not afford that opportunity. So when we when we can't help our community, we need to do so because clearly they're going to do the same thing. So when, you, when you're talking about uh, white people shopping white, that's probably the, the, the best form of that I've seen ever in my life. You paying to get your kid into school because at the end of the day, when it comes to that job, I might know more than that person, but if they... Say Harvard, fifteen hundred SAT score. They gonna get a job for me, you yeah. know what I'm saying? They, they this stuff they pay for. Yeah, and they shot the white connection. Is <laughs> t- like today's time is um who you know. Yep, not so what you know. That's, that's yeah, that's one of the main things. All right, so uh, you mentioned your, you mentioned your fiance too as well. So um, how how does that how does that help you like working with uh you know the person you love? Ah uh, man, she dope. Um. She 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 really is dope. Uh, I I can I could probably write a book about her, but she she like the the salt like me growing up. I had to be rough, hard, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I had to love different. Like I didn't experience like real true love until like a later age. Like I was taught how to love. So she a soft version of me. She gullible, not gullible, but she she soft man. She. She, she everything, but as far as business wise, um, she does everything that I don't like to do. Like she do the paperwork. Perfect team. Yeah, she yeah we teamwork. Teamwork make the dream work. That's what we always say. And uh, she she handle most of the paperwork. Uh, and you know always two heads better than one. So yeah, yeah of course. Like some some stuff I might miss, and she might think about it. And um, so right now. Uh, just to go further with what we're doing, uh, it was it was best that she become a realtor. So she, Thursday just passed, she passed her exam um, 
for her class oh, wow, to go dope. take the state. That's dope. Yeah, so she getting ready to go take the state. Um, we're going down to Savannah this weekend coming up. She's going to take the state exam, and uh, once she become real, a realtor, we can connect some more and, dots. And look at that sacrifice. Everybody in Savannah now for St. Patrick's Day. Y'all going next week for something better, you oh, know man, what I'm saying? We, we ain't did nothing. We, <laughs> That's we dope, man. man. We We just... We we been focused, man. Ever since this year came in, we we been working, 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 and um. So that's that's what we do. We just been working. So um, I just, I guess I'm curious, like when when you asked the you know you mentioned about the podcast, um, what made you want to when, when did you want to do a podcast? Like what made you want to do that? Okay, so uh, this is not my first one. Um, so I was on like a a podcast on um, Todd Millionaire back in last year sometime. Uh, I want to stay around. August, and that's that's like a that's like a it's it's like pro black. Okay, okay. And it's more so a lot of black people who are in real estate and like doing their thing. And uh, he had me on this podcast, and it was like an honor because uh, I met a I met I made a lot of connections through the podcast. I met some great people, learned a lot. You know, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, so, but more so, I I want to just spread uh this message to us the younger us and uh so we can start making more connections and, and moving forward and not backwards you know because we really need to start buying property we need to start buying our hoods back buying a block start more businesses um xing out the indians the other cultures it, it, it ain't no competition it's just stuff we got to do to move forward I, and I, I think I think like now more than ever, um, I think now more than ever it's it's essential, or people are even knowing more now that like, far as real estate goes. Like so, you have people representing the neighborhood, or you know, what I'm saying down for the neighborhood that nobody owns. Like I think Jay Z four 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 album kind of told people that, yeah, yeah, uh, in a yeah, big way. Yeah. Like y'all be dying for a block that your mom can't take, can't pay your funeral on. You know, what I'm saying people in that project's not gonna. Put all the money together because you die for the project. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like now, nah, like your mom got to start a GoFundMe. Exactly, exactly. So if you take that attitude that you have, um, for and for in a neighborhood or something you don't own or you don't have no 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 kind of ownership in, and take that, I'll die for a neighborhood mentality to actually getting some real estate. Mm-hmm. Then you can die for something for real. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's okay to die talk. for if it's, it's yours, man. Talk. My 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 first house that I ever owned. Is in the hood that I grew up in. It don't get no better than that. Yeah. Like, and like that. That was um. That was big for me. That that was that was very big for me. Like the same block, I walked up and down with no shoes on as a kid. I own the house still, you know. So that's dope. Um, yeah. So and I, I want to change the dynamics of how people see the bottom because it's coming. Gentrification is coming. Like we got downtown that's building up. We got hotels and all this stuff coming. It's on a matter of time before they start condemning all the houses in that area just to buy them and put new houses down there for the people that they bringing in from other states and cities. How much? How much of a motivation is that? Like to be able to walk down the street with in, in nice clothes, nice shoes, and stuff now and own something on on that on that block it's where when you was younger you didn't have the shoes or you know what I'm saying like you didn't have everything but you had to walk yeah. how different is that walk now yeah it, it's way different man it's that's like, motivation it, for you right there yeah for sure it, it's way different and um yeah so and I was we was able to get out one last February and um since then 
that same month we bought three houses in the uh, in in the area that same month. So who who decides? Like how, how y'all decide? Well, how y'all gonna buy? Is it your decision? Her decision? Is it a uh, two part decision? Do you have a butt heads on the, buying a certain property? So uh, buying property, man, it's it's a lot that go into it. It, it ain't just like I'm gonna wake up and go buy a house. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna start investing today. So you're just gonna go buy any house. You gonna lose. Um, you gotta understand the the math that goes behind it. The, you gotta understand the numbers. So it's not that simple, and, and that's why um, that's why the seminars be sounding so uh, so good because they know it ain't that simple. So somebody who just hearing about it, they just gonna be like, oh, it's easy. Just, I'm gonna pay these people the money so I can get this free game. I always say, anytime somebody talk too much numbers, don't it's, it's something's wrong. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. It never math life is not a math problem. So it, two plus two, it, it may equal four on paper, but it's not gonna equal four in life. Yeah, or, it, or either two ain't gonna be the same two. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So it's yeah. something gonna be different. So I, I agree with you on that. And every time I listen to a, uh, whether it's a podcast or somebody that. Own property or something on Facebook or YouTube or something. It's almost like them video where they tell you you can work from home or you could you could you can do this. Yes. Do, yeah, it's just, it just sound sound weird. Yeah, it really is, man. It's it's a lot. Sound that, too good to be true. Yeah, it's and a lot that, that go into it. Um, but it ain't no better time than now to go ahead and get started and own some some property in the city, in the state, in this country. Because um, we're gonna get to a point where um. That's all. That might be all you have. That might be all you have. But okay, so you do you think that when you talk to people about investing, do you think your age hinders them from listening to you, or like thinking you know what you're talking about? No, I don't think it's my. I, I don't think it's my age. I think it's their age. Mm. It might be their age. Say so maybe too old or young. Too may old people. Man, I have like people from. Um, Columbia, like women, they'll travel down just to, you know, link up with me and ride through the city and see yeah. what I'll be talking about. You know, they'll come down, um, older guys. Um, but no, more so, I think the younger generation, they just ain't with it yet. They don't understand how how serious the stuff is. And it is because you're going to get to the point where uh, – you won't have nowhere to stay because right now, just to rent a house is as hard as it is to buy a house, hmm. and people don't get that. And so we making it more easier for people because we like we want to give people a chance. We're not just giving a chance just to, you know, you might have bad credit growing up or you made a bad decision. We more so giving you a chance, like okay, you can come lease this house or apartment, but we need to work towards a goal. And that goal is to, you should be owning a home, you know, in this year or next year. You should be working. That's so, what we're working for. Okay, okay, okay. So, so for Dream Estates, would you say that? Okay, so how how do y'all do it? So y'all, y'all get the, y'all get the property. Mm-hmm. Do y'all rent it out automatically there? Y'all clean it. Like, how, what's the process? Once you get the property, what's the process on making money for that property? Oh, and the process. We go through the math. We look at the math. If it makes sense, then we gonna we gonna rock out with it. So it gotta make sense. It ain't just waking up. We gonna go buy a property. Yeah. So it makes sense. We gonna rock out with it. Um. After that, we look at uh, how much money we gonna probably have to put into it. What we can do and what we can't do. 
Um, but pretty much everything that we done did so far made sense. Uh, we probably, it's not like we had to build a house, so we probably have to put like the most that we done put in so far was like four grand. And, okay. And that's like on a, a basic remodel. Um, well, not basic because it, it, it actually turned out nice um, because uh, we, we do a lot of work ourselves. So me having to go to the next man and say, I need you to do this and this and this. Now you're talking, you know, you might be in the 10,000s. Yeah. But we, Cause we you got hands hi- on. Highlight painters and, and cabinets, all that we, stuff. Yeah, we hands on. We we locked in. We if we ain't on no clock. We we in the house. We working. Like, we always and, working. And so the renting part. So you saying, like, because I, I, I guess I'm trying to understand what you're saying. Because you said that y'all more so look and try to give people to buy their own property, buy their own houses. Oh, yeah. So, so that's why I said, um, her becoming realtor. I'm still, I'm connecting dots. It's like, got you, got like, you, I'm, got you. Like we, we steady working towards a, a coming goal. It's not like a today goal. It's like a short term goal. Her becoming realtor. Um, no, we we learn about money. We make connections where we can help people get loans. So now the thing we need to work on is your job history, your credit. You know, and um, so there. If we work on those two things, then now we can help you own your own home and not be renting. That's that's dope. So you'll be like you'll still be buying the property and stuff. She'll be a realtor, and y'all just work together that way. Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. So okay, so how that work is with her being a realtor, she can see stuff that on the um MLS that I can't see. Oh, got you, got you. And I can do stuff she can't do. So we work together. We is like, that, is that, would that be similar to the thing you said earlier about you scratch my back, I scratch your back? Exactly. That's funny. But y'all just happen to be married. That's yeah. all. <laughs> That's yeah, dope. Exactly. That's dope. That's that, dope. That's exactly how it works. That's dope. So um, as far as Augusta is concerned, what what is there a certain side of town you say like got some of the best real estate or some don't? Like, uh, how does that work? I say real estate. Man, we need to be buying the hoods. We need to be buying a block. That we grew up on, cause that's most important right now. It's hard for us to come to leave out of our um, boundaries and go into a white neighborhood. It's no harder pun to do that, but it's more easier to buy in where we grew up. You know what I mean? Do you but think I'm, that's easier? Cause I, I, so let's say, let's say, let's say as, as a as a cause as you as you buy real estate. I mean, it depends on what your goal is, I guess. So mm-hmm. some people's goal is, let's say your goal is only make money. Let's say your goal is to make profit on everything you do. So if you buy, if I buy real estate in North Augusta for, a, say, a price I could buy for in Augusta, or say a cheap price, and uh, North Augusta cheap rent out there is pretty cheap, mm-hmm. and it's a nice nice, nice place to live in, nice quality living out there, it's possible you can make more money out there on the back end, I would assume, with, with renting and stuff. Then maybe if you buy a property in let's say East Boundary, do you, do they do you think somebody gonna think like that, or you think it depends on what your what your what your goal is in 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 buying real estate as opposed to what you should do? Um, like for for us and me, like I don't, I, it's it's not more so about the money. It's more of the dynamics of it. Gotcha, gotcha. Is um, cause if you you can have one house. That does the same thing that uh, somebody who has five houses. You know, you can profit more off one house than somebody profit off five of their houses. It's all about buying smart in area. But the thing is, as far as like I, 
as far as black people in our culture, we need to, the easiest thing to buy is our blocks that we grew up on. So that's why I speak of that. Um, I, I'm not, I, I'm not getting ahead of myself. Like I'm uh, a millionaire or I'm, uh, you know, doing stuff and just buying in the white neighborhoods and fixing them or, or so I, I mean, can get. You you would get one if if if, if it made sense. Yeah, if it but you just sense. saying right now your goal is to kind of do your own. That's that put you that put you pushing right. That's the yeah. agenda you pushing. But yeah. obviously, I, I if it makes sense to get movie. one, get one. Yeah. See, okay, let me break it down for you. Okay, so say say I buy a house on on the block. Okay, let's just say East Boundary because that's what I'm familiar with, and we all everybody yeah. know that's the projects. So if I buy a house on that block, and you come, you buy a house on that block, and Three more of us buy a house on that same block. We put our money into that block. We build it up. And now we we changing the dynamics of gotcha, what gotcha. people see. So now it went from East Boundary, that, that block in East Boundary, it went from just that block in East Boundary, let's say whatever, let's say Avenue W or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now it went to, that's that black-owned block in yeah, East Boundary. and it's nice. So guess what's going to happen after that? Everybody gonna get with the program. You gotta uh, get with the program. It's we gonna buy you out. So now we build up our neighborhood. So say we buy the house for twenty thousand. We all come in. We build up the neighborhood. Now we looking at a hundred thousand each property. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just throwing out numbers, but that's how it works. That's how gentrification works. They come in. They buy all the all the bullshit, all the kadem, everything that people don't want, and then they come in and build it. What well, that's. Up. One of my favorite lines, like I said, from uh, Hove, I'm a big Jay, I'm from New York, so I'm a big Jay Z fan. But yeah, um, on that Meat Mill record was free. Yeah, and that's what he said. Sure. That he said, um, we made the project away. They came back, reinvested, and gentrified it. And it's like that. For they did sure. the same thing. Yeah. So it's like yeah. the project was it, it really really was just for poor people. Like we're gonna put y'all here. Mm-hmm. Y'all do whatever. The crack epidemic. They wait. They, they they let all that stuff happen. Years and years and years. And then they said, you know what? We gonna buy it. We gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna make make it to where uh, whites can come and be here now, and they they made it their neighbor. So now Marcy neighbor Marcy now Marcy is some other thing now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Some, my mom grew up there, but I lived there for like nine years of my life. It's a different place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I seen a girl last year um, on a video where she went in front of the Marcy Project sign and started dancing. People couldn't take pictures there sometimes if you wasn't from there. So like it's it's crazy how the dynamics change if you buy if if, if you know what I'm saying it's culture to do that. Uh, it, be, it could be a cultural decision to make this take this back. You know what I'm saying? Guys, too, man. And, um, That's the only way it's gonna work. I like the line. Don't get me wrong, but I do feel like you know, whole amount of money he got, he probably could have did something about it too. So, but that's a good line. Okay, nonetheless, it's a good line. I, I get, I get the point. But yeah, definitely, I think we need to do the opposite of uh, gentrification in some areas and mm-hmm. take it back. Because it's a lot of stuff that white people don't want to be involved with. So that's why you see, like, I don't know if you know, but it's like a lot of realtors now, they leasing out houses, and they might be ranking their houses in, in the in the neighborhoods. That's just because, um, you know, I just say Joe Blow, you know, the white guy, he just decided to buy his house in his black neighborhood, but he don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. So he going to... Hire the realtor to do the dirty work and yep. put him a tenant in there and handle all that stuff. So they don't even, they third person now. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's a dog fight and we got to get involved. We don't get involved in the the little stuff that we do on, we won't own it no more. And you think about like, so I think about, you think about real estate. We almost, we got a couple minutes left, but I think about real estate and it's like, 
I feel like this is something that people like whether it's you or anybody just in a circle in a realtor circle or whether it's just dream estates, y'all go viral, y'all y'all do a video or something like that mm-hmm. just before a tax time. I feel like that's the best time to get people to do it. I know it's gonna seem like a scam. It's gonna yeah, seem like it, yeah. but if you preach it all year round, yeah, we working. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We working. I feel like that. we get too much money back yeah. in yeah. taxes, not to even if it's five people gotta put their money together to get one crowd, property. It's crowdfunding. That's yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Funny, yeah. Y'all got kids that are thousand, thousand dollars, or two thousand, two thousand. Exactly. Now you know what I'm saying that two thousand you got. Yeah, you might not seem a lot, but if you get six people to do that, it's twelve thousand now. Yeah, ain't no telling y'all could do. Yeah, that's that's the ultimate goal. So that's what we're working to. Like um, like right now we we working with what we got. You know, I ain't I don't I'm not no I don't have nobody saying hey let me let me give you this money yet. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's gonna come to where I can use other people's money to make more money, but. Um, but right now we just use what we got and we just rocking out with what we got. So uh once we get there then it'd be easier for us to put together a crowdfunding so that everybody can be involved. And it's on the way though. It's like for sure. All right, man, like I said, to me like that's dope and, and like even talking to you, like I feel like you got real you were informative. I do feel like um you might you might even possibly need to start a podcast or you and your fiance like do something where y'all Speaking about it more and more often. Um, the good thing about this I like is that when people listen back to it, it's it's, it's going to sound very authentic. I can tell listening to you, mm-hmm. it sounds authentic. And I think that since I didn't give you no questions ahead of time and all that stuff, it was no preparation for you to either you, either you knew it or you didn't know it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And the dope thing about that is, I hate when stuff sound too smooth. Yeah, I feel like it's it, it's either automated. You read it from a paper. Or you just making some making something up? Oh uh, no, nah, we we got background like every most of everything we do we always post it on on our Facebook whether it be we renting a house or work we doing whatever we always put it out there so everybody already know what's going on and we always try to put stuff out there really to motivate and encourage people. And yeah, like I said, I just me personally, I like the fact that how you talking. You're not talking. You're not. You're not trying to sound extra proper. You just being yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said earlier, I think you said something. You was like, "Yeah, we gonna rock out." And I'm like, "I like that." Yeah, you know, I like that talk because the pe- people that you're targeting to listen to this, that's that's the that's the language they wanna they want they wanna that's know. How people they not, they don't wanna hear numbers and somebody talk too too proper because then they ain't gonna trust you. Like you talk too proper, you know how the black community go. You talk too proper, we don't trust you. Either a cop or you, you know you you don't trust you. That's yeah. just how it go. Yeah. So I think that was dope. Um, like I said, anytime if it's anytime you know you want to come on, you want to do something or something you want me to share, let me know. I tag it. I do it. Um, like I said, I, I, I'm I'm rooting for you. Um, I support the Dream Estates. Um, we spoke off air. You know I work at. You feel like hey, you need some some paint. Da da da. I'm the guy. You know how that. You know what I'm saying. Um, sure, I got you. You know that. what I'm saying. We need it. So it's one of them things. Like see, even doing the podcast, you I inform me on some things. Um, I know about you now. And then now, like I said, you need some paint. You know to holler at me, so yeah. you good to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Well, we. I, I wish it was last month, last two months. I would doubt. I would hook you up then. You know what I'm saying? I, I, too much money. I moved up in a company right now, recently, but like I said, I, I still could got it, got it then. But okay. you got my number now, so sure. you know anything is anything. Um. So any, you want to give me your handles or give me your your, your Facebook? Uh, you can States. find me on Facebook at Roderick Tolbert. Um, and my Instagram is. One the number one savage investor on Instagram. Mm, that's dope, savage yeah. investor. Yeah, number <laughs> number one savage investor. That's uh, what's up, man. 
Yeah, man. That's pretty much it, though. All right, man. This was dope, man. Um, Morning Masters Podcast. You got any questions that you can't reach him, email me at moreTTMasters at gmail.com. That's M-O-R-E-T-T-Masters at gmail.com. Make sure you share the podcast. Send it to a friend. Invest in something. Hit them up if you want any any additional information. You like a story, let them know. Let me know. Send me the emails, the, the tweets, the snaps, the everything. And we'll, we'll, we'll I'll get back to you the next week after that. Um, you got no more to say, man. We out of here, man. Oh, yeah, man. Y'all be safe. Love.